0: and start right here athletes welcome to one-on-one with coach blue uh sorry we're, we're running to smidge late that is because the robinsons are in the full christmas holiday swing we started the decorating started the decorating we figured since uh, <laughs> it's exactly what 24 25 one month away we better get it up mm-hmm. so we can enjoy some of these decorations that go in storage all year right heck yeah Marissa, how are you doing this afternoon, evening, <laughs> good morning and good night? Good, well? I forgot what day it was. But. I know, me too. Um, you need to become a co-host or are you oh, doing your yeah, thing? I'll get
1: there. I okay. don't need to become one,
0: I think. Awesome. Well, athletes, uh, I hope that you're all doing doing wonderful. Uh, I'm glad that everybody is, there you go. Now <laughs> that everybody's tuning in now for uh, the the Thanksgiving Eve holiday so you guys got plans for uh for the holiday I know that with the COVID restrictions a lot of folks are kind of just uh I guess kind of taking it a little bit easy this year and staying close to home I know that uh it's changed our plans a little bit it, yeah. Marissa
1: we got to cancel a lot of ours
0: I was listening to Radio Ronan and one of the uh the jungle polls was um you know what uh what family argument are you looking forward not having <laughs> this year? I think it's kind of a funny thing. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because we've never had one of those traditional kind of like no holes barred kind of like tell them where to stick at Chris, uh, Thanksgiving dinners. Have you Have you ever, been to, have you ever yeah. had one of those where people have kind of we like...
1: Haven't.
0: Yeah, we we'll never be. have it. I wonder if that's more of a of like a, a fiction thing rather than like, like no, the, I, the standard issue. Yeah. You yeah, know but, what I'm saying?
1: We had one family big issue when I was younger with an aunt and my grandma but I don't know I don't I was really young but I don't think it was Thanksgiving interesting but very very drama filled something I yeah you know, my
0: family didn't really do too much during these holidays it was kind of uh you know I don't know time for everybody to go to their neutral corners I guess so we didn't have too much of that kind of stuff but it is one of those things by which if you don't have family and if you're coming out of the grips of addiction that you might find yourself Uh, a little bit without maybe feeling a little bit like, um, you know, well, what's the purpose? What's the reason? I know holidays like this are really hard for folks that are trying to make, you know, changes in their, in their recovery and in their addiction, their lives as they let go of some of that old stuff, because you never think about, you know, you never really think about that, like that hurdle that you cross, right. Where it's like, you know, I was talking about this with, um, Oh, with uh, one of our athletes mm-hmm. and I said it's interesting when, when you go into treatment you go into recovery people seem to always want you to change like you'll have family members you'll have friends that'll say you know you need to go to treatment you know we we, we really miss the old you and whatnot and so they go yeah. and they have this epiphany they have you know for the ones that take it serious um, they have this desire to want to change and they do and they come back to their their home lives and all of a sudden they have opinions and thoughts and feelings and emotions and they're expressing them and then people around them are like well hey we wanted you to get clean but we didn't want you to come back with all of these you know ideas ideas and acting different yeah. before." and it's kind of funny it actually happens more often than not and I think that uh, mainstream treatment does not prepare people for that aspect I think that they they ship you off with all the kicks and giggles and feeling great and that's yeah. not really the end all be all, is it?
1: No, not at all.
0: So, yeah, I know that there's sometimes that happens. And so really, you know, athletes, if you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling lonely or you're feeling downtrodden or whatnot, um, let's get some dialogue on the, uh, on the pages going. Yeah.
1: We've
0: got a lot of neat stuff happening for those of you guys that haven't heard yet. I highly recommend you jumping onto addict to athletes, uh, podcast, listening to, um, uh, our sober coach, Tara out there in uh, Telluride, it's Colorado.
1: Adventures in Recovery. Adventures
0: in Recovery. She just did an awesome interview too for yes. the local radio station and did you have a chance to listen to it yet? I didn't finish it yet. It's really good and I'll tell you why it's really good because the people before her they kind of stunk and I'm like <laughs> I, oh I get a little protective with, with our mindsets and stuff but like it's interesting because the first person they had on this radio show was a uh, a therapist and a counselor. she had been doing it for a long, long, time, and it was interesting. She had a real hard time talking about her methods and her her principles and, and you know the reasons why she believes people use. And the next guy is kind of a, a government agent guy, and, and he comes in, and starts mm-hmm. talking about the statistics and stuff. Then you get Tara, who's coming at a, at, an, at an angle of like sympathy and harmony with herself, yeah. and and you know putting out this new program. Um, and I'm like, that is that is awesome. And so I really, really thought that was cool. So awesome. get on there and listen. She's yeah. she's posted. Maybe we can maybe we can draft that over and bring it onto to um yeah, we can. the main page. But but Dara, I was really proud of you. You did a very good job. Um it's hard when you first start talking about addict to athlete with new people because like there's so much and it's so complex, but it's so simple.
1: And a lot of new kinds of thinking and yeah. terminology. Yeah, it's different. Yeah,
0: so go check that out.
1: I also know sometimes here at the holidays, people are then. For the first time, maybe being around old family or old friends that they've kind of kept their distance from for safety reasons, but they feel because it's a holiday they need to yeah um, yeah play it through, make a plan, you know, even if it's okay, I'm going to this family dinner and everyone's going to be drinking. I know that's how it goes. Happens a lot. Yeah. So part of that plan should be you take a car, something so that if you need to leave, you have an exit.
0: Absolutely. And if you don't
1: have a plan, you have failed to plan, you plan to fail.
0: You really right? shouldn't sell yourself short like that, You're, huh? Yeah. Like, like, take your sobriety seriously, and if if there's someone there that's going to be a threat or doesn't understand the, the nature of it's a privilege to have a relationship with you, not a right – think about going there twice. I mean, you know, really kind of put yourself first. And that's, that is a big reason why there's a lot of of family and what stuff that I don't reach out to. It's because of that reason.
1: Well, Um, it's true, but there's also some where people think, okay, I'm doing okay. I can be around this family and that's fine. But am I strong enough to just even handle, you know, some of the family members drinking or whatever? Okay. Well, you have some other Seltzer in your hand the entire time. Yeah. You have your keys in your pocket. So if you need to have an exit, you exit. Yep. There's, you know, no apologies when you say, yep oh, gotta go. Well, that cleans up the experience you know?
0: we've talked about previous podcasts and even groups and stuff, where um, you know, why we don't call ourselves addicts is because you walk into a room, a family, you know, let's say Thanksgiving dinner. And if you're acting a little different, people are going to be like, oh, that's because, you know, Uncle so-and-so is the addict of the family. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that excuse to like, you know, to be less than. Um, it's, it's an interesting paradigm. That's why holidays are so difficult and so challenging is because it's a lot of times we feel like we're responsible for other family members' happiness that we, we let our guard down. And when we put
1: our happiness mm -hmm. on the back burner, you know, like, Oh, everyone that needs to stay through the whole thing, or I'm going to make grandma feel bad. And I'm going to, you know, that's not the case. I mean, maybe it will, but that's, it's not on you. It's not your responsibility
0: to keep everyone. What do you think about, like, I was watching, um, some YouTube clips and things. They were talking about how a lot of people were like, I don't care COVID or not. I'm flying home to be with my family. Um, do you think it has to be this big of a fight? Uh, it's like you guys, it's it's Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know if anyone realizes, but there's, you know, um, 364 other days of the year Mm -hmm. that could qualify for family time. And so I think sometimes, I think sometimes we put too much, uh, too much emphasis on dates and on experiences and not on like, you know, uh, availability or, yeah. you know, or, or, or like desire. It's like, you know, this doesn't have to be uh, at all costs. It's like the show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's one of my favorite shows. And we've been married for this long. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah. Planes, Trains and Automobiles.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. It's been a long time. But one of my favorite,
0: favorite holiday shows, yeah. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Uh, you got John Candy and uh, Steve Martin trying yes, to get home and the
1: holidays.
0: And I love it. Uh, it, it's good because it shows about like that sacrifice and all that kind of stuff, but protect yourself and protect your heart first. Don't go to a, a situation by which, you know, you know, there's going to be trauma or there's going to be problems. Um, with this COVID stuff, I know a lot of people are nervous and a lot of people are afraid to travel. Um, don't, don't if, if you, if you're feeling uncomfortable, don't do it there's, like I said, there's, there's another 364 days of the year that you can make that happen. So
1: yeah.
0: it's a good way to kick off. Uh, we do have some questions. Do we? Yeah, I, I have we a question. Some, yeah.
1: Just came through. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's this person has uh, experienced some significant trauma about two years ago, but mm. she can't go to her family because with this situation, things seem to always be turned around. As it being her fault, even though she was the victim. Um, She's having a really hard time finding acceptance in what she does. Hmm. She's to the point where she feels confidently that her voice will never be heard. She wants to know how she is she supposed to move forward and stop letting it completely tear her apart.
0: Wow, you speak, you speak some, some deep, some, some deep seated, uh, issues there. And Mm -hmm. thank you for having the courage to bring that, uh, to everyone's attention because, uh, to a certain degree, I I know where you're coming from. Um, so uh, from time to time, you'll hear coach blue here, talk about, it's a privilege to have a relationship with you. It's not a Right. Now let's start. Let's start first and foremost with that open liner that you that you spoke about, where there was some trauma. But every time you go around the family or whatnot, it's kind of spun around back to you that it's yeah. your fault. For the life of me, I will never understand. And, and how many times have you heard this, Marissa? Where we've had group members or team members or people we've worked with, who as a child or at an adolescence or a teenager or whatnot, they'll come to their parental figures, their know mm-hmm. their, their, their their folks, and they'll say, Hey, this happened and they get shot down it's like no that no, could have never have happened to you no it didn't. you know like, like like if it would have happened why didn't you tell me sooner and all this stuff and they I wouldn't think have done that for the life of me i cannot and will not ever understand why they do that other than it's such a big problem they don't know how to process it and so they spin it back on you to hope that it goes away
1: well and i think they assume if this is true this could cause a lot
0: of family problem. problems yeah, yeah
1: family abuse and
0: the thing that that kind of woke me up to that specifically and i want to start with this because um you know whatever the trauma was whatever mechanism it was i I deeply apologize for you not getting the sympathy and the you know the attention that it needed um there was times in in our own lives with marissa and i as we were raising our own children that uh some issues were brought to our attention um One specifically between my oldest daughter, Brooklyn, when she was a lot younger and a swim coach who uh, basically in front of the whole swim team called her fat because Mm -hmm. she had had knee surgery and unbeknownst to the swim coach, which she should have known, um, thought that the reason why she was swimming slow after the holidays was because she had eaten too much holiday candy. Yeah. The truth was she was swimming slow because she had knee surgery on both of her knees over
1: the holidays. over
0: the holidays. And when, when, when they came home after having the altercation, um, I remember it like it was yesterday, Marissa and I were sitting on the couch in the living room. Um, you know, we had some family bringing the girls home. And as they opened the back door, we watched Brooklyn open the door first and she just beelined it downstairs. Ran, huh? Immediately Marissa and I knew something was up. Why? Because we know our kids. We've spent years getting to know them, and so when the next one came in, little Savannah, and we said, "Hey, whoa, 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 what's going on?" Um, Savannah came over, and she—how old was Savannah? Maybe
1: well, I'm get—I'm thinking 10, they were
0: eight and ten. Eight and ten? Yes. Yeah. It was just a little thing, and she proceeded to tell us what this coach said to her, literally calling her fat. And uh, Lord have mercy. I thought I was mad, Mama Bear over here. Oh yeah, and it was interesting because I thought it would be easy to say, "Well, you heard it wrong. That's just a stupid person. Let's mm-hmm. just drop it and leave it alone."
1: Yeah, there's no way. There's no there, way. And I mean, really, in my mind, there was no way a coach, an adult, would do that to a ten-year-old child. 10-year-old there's child. no way. That's not possible.
0: And. And that was a little bit of an impulse until we heard the story. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm seeing what happened to Brooklyn just by hitting that door and going downstairs to her room. Little Savannah has no reason to be lying to us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to believe her.
1: Well, and to me, it's even if she took it wrong, that still needs to be discussed. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed because something that coach said, was So it did. It put Merc and I in a
0: very awkward situation where we had to go have a very strong come to Jesus conversation with this this swim coach. And it wasn't it wasn't good because mm-hmm. when we went there, Marissa and I literally leveled this woman and found out that she was lying well, through her teeth. We caught her in a bunch of lies. Because, and- well,
1: she said that it didn't happen, which I think a lot of the, these times that's what's going to happen.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: you and I aren't idiots. We no. weren't born yesterday. And we can tell when somebody's lying. Yeah. And it was obvious.
0: Yeah, it was obvious. It was obvious. And so we put her in her place and it was bad. I mean, you know, here's this, there's this little girl now who now doesn't want to use this mechanism of, of, of outlet to be healthy, to swim, to be strong, to, you know, to build confidence in this woman mm-hmm. who was also a, a swim coach at the local university. Um, I said to her, to her face, how many eating disorders have you started in, in teenagers and, and college students? Because you've said stupid, shiz like this and she profusely apologized once we realized she once she realized that she wasn't making any movement just kind and of it a was,
1: sign that she lied to us yeah. right <laughs> and it was very
0: uncomfortable because her boss was a lot younger than than her and marissa and i and we both kind of told him what the bear you know poops do and it came down to it that this woman wanted to apologize to to brooklyn so then we had to go back to brooklyn and say hey I know you don't want to go back, but you need to go back and have this woman apologize to you. And one of the hardest things Mm. we did as parents was drive her to that next swim team where an adult had to apologize to a kid. And I remember Brooklyn not wanting to do it, but we had, she knew that we had her back and we we did, we stood behind her. her, but she needed to finish what she started. And she did. Um, and I'll always remember that because of that first thing you said that, that it gets spun around to you. I don't care what kind of unraveling of a family system it creates. If a family member hurts another family member, it doesn't get swept under the rug, and mm-hmm. you do not have to settle for, you know, for for being uh, you know walking on eggshells or or tiptoeing around issues.
1: And to me, even if it's perceived wrong. Sorry, the other person did. There are still two areas of responsibility. It doesn't mean that the whole person, just because they may have taken some interaction the wrong way, there was something that was done that the other person took it the wrong way. And both people, there is a mistake on both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And most families don't understand how to engage in conflict resolution. Um, And chances are, if the family system is afraid to back up, let's call it the victim of the issue, well, then we have even bigger problems, you know, because what I had to do in my own family was step two, right? I mean, you've got, you've got the first step, which is, you know, you back up your family. And if for some reason that doesn't happen, well, then you move on to step two, which is being willing to sacrifice relationships that don't exist. And that's, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. And so, in my own life, with the with the trauma and the troubles that that I was put through as a kid growing up, and and with you know, family systems with my mother and whatnot, um, when Marissa and I and I was an adult, I was an adult, and when I started realizing the uh, the dysfunction of the of the the family relationship, mother son, um, I had to at one point in our relationship sacrifice a relationship that truly didn't exist that that mother relationship, mother son. It wasn't there, but I, I I clung on to hope that maybe one day it would, or just the hope that it should or the hope it that it should, should. be
1: there. Mm-hmm. So I need to hold on because it should be better. And if I hold on, maybe it'll be better if i I need to hold on because it's my mom,
0: yeah and did, there, it, did it ever get better No. no and there,
1: there shouldn't be rules like that. no, just because somebody's your mom or your brother or your uncle that you should submit, yeah, to. Mm-mm their negative or abusive behavior because it's family. Yeah. No, 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 no.
0: I don't. Yeah. We don't, we don't cross that phrase. So literally there was a time where we had a really ugly situation. It was right after Marissa and I were married that uh, I got a very mysterious $800 bill in the mail for a cell phone I didn't, I didn't own. And when I called the, the uh, provider, they wouldn't even give me the, the name of the person who transferred this phone bill into my name. This is back in 2000 when having a cell phone was like,
1: how do you transfer a phone bill without the other person's consent? consent And as
0: I'm sitting there on the phone and you guys have to understand that here's me coming out of a an interesting situation of my own where I was, you know, becoming one with myself. I was healing from, from the, the emotional abuse that I suffered as a kid and all these other things and Marissa was right there beside me. But then all of a sudden I have this $800 bill and Marissa's like, what aren't you telling me? And I'm like, I don't have a phone. Like, you know, I don't know what this is. And so as I did a little bit of research and, you know, con to the provider to tell me who put my name on this bill he wouldn't really even give me the name. He just gave me the, the initials. And once mm-hmm. he gave me the initials, I'm like, well, that's my mom's initials. Yeah. So I hung up the phone and I called my mother and I said, what, what in the hell are you doing? Why would you put an $800 bill in my name when I've never even had this? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no way. And it was really strange because I'm like, what the crap? She's like tried to blame it on my sister. And I'm like, she can't do this. And we got into a little bit of a verbal altercation. And then she said, if you don't believe me and you don't love me anymore, fine. I never want to talk to you again. And I said, be very careful because I will respect that. And she hung up on me. Yeah. So I was like, all right. It was at that point I realized I needed to sacrifice a relationship that didn't exist.
1: And I think that's the key. You know, people think, Oh, sacrifice the relationship. Okay. But, but did it really what? exist?
0: Yeah, but what, let's look at sacrifice. So yes. what is a sacrifice?
1: Giving up something.
0: In hopes of what? In something of greater something value, better. right? Yeah. Yes. And so I thought, fine, you know, I'll be a respecter of her. And so, yeah, I had to sacrifice a relationship that truly didn't exist. That mother, son uh, relationship did not exist. And so getting out of the sickness. And so uh, when she hung up on me, I was very upset. Because she didn't hear my point of view. She she again cut me off before I could say, Who do you think you are? You know, and so, you know, um, I wrote her a letter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I wrote her a very long letter with everything that she'd put me through, the the emotional abuse, the physical abuse, the poverty, the the you know, the abandonment, the neglect, all this stuff. And it was a big letter. It was, you know, five, six, seven, eight pages. And, and I remember it took four stamps to send. And when I <laughs> went to mail that sucker it felt really good to finally get it off my chest but i was like if i send this those final words of i never want to speak to you again are probably going to hold very true yeah. and i remember holding it by the corner at the like, uh at maybe the mailbox I, maybe I shouldn't and thought yeah maybe i shouldn't and i just let go and i kind of panicked a little bit like ooh this isn't going to land very well seven years nothing seven years nothing no yeah. No birthday wishes, no Christmas cards, no Thanksgivings, no nothing, no no
1: text messages. And and it's for
0: that reason. I still think I have a hard time with birthdays because, you know, I still, you know, I'm waiting for the people to call that should, and they don't. Um, But it's kind of a funny thing that even at what, 45 years old, I would love to have my mother call me and say, Hey, Blue, I'm proud of you. Well done. Good job. And mean it Mm -hmm. and mean it. Um, Because really, even in that letter, I said to her, I said, all I want from you is to flip and apologize for what you put us through, what you put me through. And she wouldn't do it.
1: Some of it, I don't even think it was apologize, but even acknowledging that it happened, Uh like instead of just blaming and no, that's not what, you know, just listen, just listen. So
0: the harder part was a, you know, again, number one if you don't have the, 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 backing up of the trauma happened, the issue happened and trying to make it your fault, that's not acceptable. That's not okay. Second step. Is it time for you to sacrifice a relationship that doesn't exist? And the results of that um, were kind of hard because mm-hmm. walking away from that was difficult, but during those seven years um, and even beyond, because I say seven years, it was seven years before we received a, a, a Christmas card in the yeah. mail and um, you know just kind of saying hey i hope you're still breathing um
1: let's lay low
0: i need to tell you the emotional mental spiritual and physical growth that happened to me during those 7 years when all i had to worry about was my relationship with my wife the building of my own family and at the end of all that they are without my mm-hmm. mother who who decided to walk away from it she's without she doesn't get to meet and know my kids. And I wish they would. We went down a couple of years ago, you know, four, what, about four years ago yeah. um, because there was some, there was some sickness and I was told that she might not make it. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put the, the, the emotional fillers out there. I took my two oldest girls. We drove down there. She didn't remember their names. Um, yeah. That was hard for them. You know, looking at the wall of all the family pictures uh, with her and her, 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 her husband, number six, and all the pictures of the family and not one of us and it was kind of like hmm the kids were really kind of like taken back by that but but she was without um she hadn't get to see you know brooklyn's birth savannah's birth you know boston camden's birth i don't even think she's even met Camden. she's never even seen my 10 no. year old he's
1: almost 11 almost
0: 11 she's never even seen him so so really she's without But whoever asked that question the only thing that i would say that i i have i don't know if you do was i had someone that i could share that with that i could i could cry a little bit i had this one and so i had someone for me and with me even though it was hard and we've talked about this in podcasts we're like birthdays and stuff i just had a birthday and it's still hard because I, you know, there's still like, well, there's one person that would be awesome just to say, Hey, gave life to you. It'd be cool if if you were, you know, in in my life, but I just, know I don't expect it anymore. I put myself up on a higher level of, of emotional accountability and I was done getting, getting jacked around.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the key. It's not, it's finding the su- healthy support system, finding those people that are there for you, those cheerleaders that are there and willing to support and care about you wholeheartedly. And that's that's who you surround yourself with. So
0: you start building relationships with people. Absolutely. You start reaching out to, on the page. And you know, um, I know for a fact that if you post on Addict to Athlete and you say, I don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving, I don't have anywhere to go for Christmas, you will have yeah. multiple athletes reaching out to you saying, you're welcome here. Come here. Um, we've done that many times. Marissa and I have brought athletes and people over just to, just to experience, um, some normalcy. Um, it may not be traditional family, but it will be a team behind you. Um, because you're worth more than that. So, you know, my heart breaks for you, but you do not need to be re-traumatized every time you have a family function for the sake of showing up to be in a family picture that will never hang over your, your fireplace. You know? Is that the way it's supposed to be? It, yep.
1: it, it There's not supposed to, if it's not happening in
0: a healthy yeah. way, you mm-hmm. change it. Absolutely. And so my heart breaks for you, whoever asked that question, because, um, you know, we know how you feel. But you do not need to be re-traumatized every time a holiday rolls around you. Uh, you don't owe them anything and they don't owe you anything. That's kind of funny. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where, again, look at sacrificing a relationship that truly doesn't exist. You do not need to keep having that emotional pain all the time. I don't know if we answered that or not, but yeah, I think so. Okay. I
1: hope they.
0: Good question. Thank you yeah, for asking. Absolutely. Reach out. If you need a place to go, I'll tell you, you'll, you'll have lots guaranteed. For
1: sure. For sure.
0: In fact, it was kind of funny today, uh, Addict to Athlete, we, uh, we were going, getting some stuff for Project Elf. We did a lot of Project Elf shopping today and um, we donated uh, two Thanksgiving dinners um, to the needy today. And it was awesome because I was talking to this individual and setting it up so that they could donate two Thanksgiving dinners to, to needing families, um, that this is a team of people in addiction recovery. And he's, he about died, he's said, what? you guys do that? I'm like, yeah, this is from people who donate their time, their money, their services to us, or we can turn around and give it back. And so yeah. Team Addict to Athlete, thank you for sponsoring two families that will have a very amazing meal tomorrow. So thank you.
1: Yes, thank you all.
0: Well, we got to put a soapbox on that one, huh? Yeah. Where are we at?
1: We'll move over to Donnell, she has her hand up.
0: Awesome. Donnell, Elko, Nevada probably cold out there this time of year, I'd imagine. It's getting there just like here, I guess. It seems colder over there than here. I don't know. Hello? Hello, m'lady. I am so sorry. I wasn't eating my dinner
2: because I was like, oh, he's going to call on me the minute I put food in my mouth.
0: (laughs) That's usually how it goes. It's called Murphy's Law, and that's just the way it happens. You celebrating Thanksgiving early or something?
2: No, I'm wolfing down food before my group gets here.
0: (laughs) Ah, well, what's on your mind tonight?
2: So I'm kind of still struggling with the whole giving thing. And your topic was uh, exactly what I'm struggling with. So I figured I'd raise my hand. My daughter, whom I love dearly, amongst other things, but at the current moment, you know, we butt heads all the time. You know this. Yeah. But um, the current dilemma is that her dad who was, like, I'm just going to lay it out, like, he was abused, like, horribly abusive to her growing up, even after, like, we, we were split up and everything, horribly abusive to her, absent most of her life, complete deadbeat dad, yeah um, has now decided that they've decided they want to reconcile their relationship. I'm good with that. I'm fine with it, whatever. So she invited him to her house for Thanksgiving and want her two brothers and I to come and celebrate Thanksgiving as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just like, it's a given that that I feel it would be uncomfortable for me to go. I don't, I don't want to go at all.
0: For sure. Um,
2: She's got this idea in her head so she invited her two brothers so I was pregnant with my youngest when her dad and I split up so my very youngest Matthew never never really knew him like he knows of him but never acknowledged him as dad my kid's dad never even really acknowledged him as his son and then I have my oldest Jessica's my middle child so I have my oldest who saw all of it and remembers all of it right and then my youngest who was blessed enough not to have to witness any of it but also because of that doesn't see this person as his dad and now my daughter has like reached out to them and like you know come to have thanksgiving at my house dad's gonna be there and i just he's a totally different person and i really think that i really want you guys to give him a chance and all of this stuff and so it's created a a huge huge like upheaval in the entire family and quite honestly blue at this point for this particular year i i'm not i'm not being a a humbug but i just my last few years holidays have been pretty terrible yeah and yeah i feel like i'm not i would not be that upset if the holidays came and went without me like i just Mm -hmm. am not in the mood i'm not in the spirit of things and when you know this like upheaval happens it just makes it seem even more it just is like this is what holidays create for me yeah like what's the
0: point yeah you bring up you bring up a few good points and you know first and foremost um what what may be uh, i guess okay for her to start engaging in and that desire to to rebuild that relationship for whatever reason she has her own reasons they have to remain hers and instead of trying to instigate that for others um, she needs to allow others to do the same, which is give them the time, the to space choose to choose in. Themselves. You know, the, inviting inviting them in is one thing, um, but they need to choose in. And that's going to have to come with their own time. Putting them through the guilt tripping or kind of like the, you know, he really wants to see you guys and blah, blah, blah. That needs to come on their terms, you know, because she may be mentally and emotionally prepared for this, but they're not you know, and no exactly. way, no way would, would you, and like, you know, Hey, thanks for inviting, but no, like, you know, this has happened with a few other athletes. Um, You know, one that's, uh, that that, that frequently jumps on here, you know, and, you know, she said the same thing. She's like, there's a birthday party where her daughter wanted her to come and, and participate knowing that her ex-husband would be there. And she's like, do you not understand how awkward that is for me? Let alone my, my new spouse to be attached mm-hmm. and, and come to this, you know, um, the invitation is one thing, but if there's any guilt tripping or anything like that, like she needs to put the brakes on that because she's, you're, none of you are emotionally ready, you know? And part of that too, is she may be worried that she can't handle it herself and that she needs family backup hmm. and she needs to get very serious on if she's ready for this, you know? Cause if you want to surround yourself with, with, with your team or with your crew, um, you know, of course you want them to come because then I'm not you know solely responsible for the conversation or or what have you does that make sense
1: absolutely I didn't think of that as a point but I think it would be a good point uh-huh. um, but again it's got to be the other
2: and your, your
1: boys have to be able to make their own decision on if they'd like to go again. It's that thing that just because Drink. you're supposed to be with family for the holidays doesn't mean you have to be. Yeah. And just because it should be happy and a good time and a mending day doesn't mean it has to be. No. You know, my, my brother um, just got divorced last January after 20 years of marriage. And we are still very good friends with, you know his ex-wife because we were family for 20 years but there's yeah. different situations that we have discussed and my sister-in-law says I don't I can't be around him right now oh, emotionally I, I can't what? so if there's something you want to do as a family I I can't handle that right now and that's fine so we respect that even though we'd love things to be happy and let's still do some things together because they have cousins that are related and cousins are still family, but that's okay. We back off. We don't need to push yeah. at all,
0: Mm-mm. at all. No. And, and, and that's and the so same that's, thing with his yeah. new relationship, right? We have yeah. to be open to, to the relationship that he has with, with, with this, with this new individual so that, you know, she, if she's part of his life, she's going to be part of our life. And so there's a lot of those uncomfortable, those uncomfortable if, kind of like yeah. interesting situations, but, but you, it,
1: you have to just know what your boundaries yeah. are. What can you handle? What can't you? And set those boundaries. Like, I just, I'm not ready for that yet.
0: That, and that's or what you I say. Am, I am ready. for that. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And you do not have to placate or to try to make someone else happy at, at the expense of your sadness, Donnell. Like, there's no way. I would say there's no way you you should attend that. It's not appropriate. it's not, you know it's just not. And I think the invitation needs to be extended down the path of if you want to, this is where we'll be. you know if not, hey we'll 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 see you on you know on Black Friday, <laughs> right? I mean yeah you don't don't feel guilty for feeling like you don't want to go. Because mm-hmm.
2: you,
1: you, you, don't, don't, have you to. don't have to go, you know.
2: Well, so you know, I tried to explain that to her. I tried to tell her, you know, like even just with Ronnie and Matthew, you know, everybody is on, you know, their own level, and mm-hmm. just because she's ready to, you know, kind of let sleeping dogs lie or put the past behind her or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they are. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, and she just, she just is so caught up in wanting this quote unquote normal life. You know what I mean? What, what her vision of normal is. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, with this particular Thanksgiving, I have much, much to be, to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I count, I'm counting those blessings every day right now, especially right now, um, with, you know, everything that's kind of gone on with my, with my year and, and, you know, things are kind of calming down in my life Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's been a rough year, so I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, and it's not like, you know, I want, I want Thanksgiving to kind of come and go in the sense that. I'm, you know, in this, like, grinch of a mood, it's just, I just am not at a place where I want this huge family gathering, and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to do all of these things, I'm, you know, I mean, like, I'm, you know, traditionally, I have, you know, I, I, relationships have dissolved, and so Mm -hmm. traditionally, things that I would normally do over the holidays, I'm not going to do this year, and so, you know, I just kind of want to lay low for, for the holidays. And she doesn't understand that. Um, And, you know, like the hardest part about it is that she is my daughter. So it's not like I can just say, this is a relationship that, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to let go. Like, and, and I understand like with you and your mom, like, you know, we've had that conversation so many times blue. And like, I get that, but she's, she's my child and so i'm not willing to to walk away from that relationship
0: and you yeah you You don't have to to. no you don't have to but what you can do is is say no yeah i'm not going and like that's you know
1: that doesn't end your relationship with her it just means i'm i don't want to go right now i'm not ready for that this is my boundary that we're not going to be spending thanksgiving with your ex and i just can't I don't want to do that. And yeah. guess what? She needs to be able to understand and respect that on your end, as well as her brothers that they may never be ready. Yeah. And right. if she's mad about it, if she's offended by it, I'm sorry. That's yeah. It's her choice to be offended. It is her choice to be sad. But, and, and you can't just make the choice because you don't want her to feel bad. Yeah. Because this is still no, That's what gets about you in trouble it's anyway. Nice. It's yeah. setting mm-hmm. the healthy right. boundary and saying, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, but I just can't do it. And being okay, but that she's thing. not happy that's, with it.
0: That's what makes you very different than my situation. Okay. Is because you're telling her why, like, no, I just don't feel comfortable there. I don't think it's appropriate. I certainly don't want to bring Michael. I have to have him feel uncomfortable there. So, you know, after everything that's gone on with COVID and everything else, I want to just have a, a, a normal day here. Mm-hmm. That's different than what mine would be. Mine wouldn't say anything you know and so does that make sense so you're 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 not anywhere near my situation um but you giving her an answer if, if she accepts it or rejects it that's totally up to her you don't have to worry about that
2: right because she's you know what she needs to do and what she's going to do are two totally different things so absolutely you know she she needs to understand that but whether she's going to understand it or not is is completely you know a, a completely different
0: ballgame well like, for sure and and, now, and
2: you're
1: not in control of that yeah and so you be, have to be able to let that go too and, and know how say, to respond to what it. it
0: feels like to me is that the reason why she wants all of you there to support it isn't to to build the relationship or anything. I think it's to, to take some of that that emotional turbulence off of her because what she's doing is very emotionally based I mean you know it's it really scary, is and it's,
2: it's scary and I'm, I'm it sure is. that she's
0: I'm it is. sure that there's There's a thought in her mind that he's, you know, that he's gonna break her heart. I mean, absolutely. And you know that's probably yeah, you know that's probably 80% going to happen and 20% maybe not. But like, so the thing is, is what you do is after Thanksgiving, you Mm -hmm. call and you say, Tell me how it was. Did you feel good? Did you feel strong? How did it go? How did it go? That's where the real relationship comes. It's after the fact. So Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know. How'd you feel? Supporter mm-hmm. in yeah. it,
1: whether it went good or it went bad. bad. Mm-hmm. Being able to
2: listen.
0: Right. Yeah, that's where the real stuff comes. I mean, you know, it's what happens after the fact, not even the event. So, Donnell, so you had a good head All on right. your shoulders. you know don't quit, quit questioning yourself, kid. Yeah, like I told you last time, Donnell, you have a huge heart, and you sometimes get nervous about letting it be your guide. uh You got to let that thing shine a little brighter because you know what you got to do. You know, you, you, you are such a, you're such a giver um, that, and you don't like to take. And so, you know, even when, when you're taking just a little bit of time for you and just trying to make things normalize, you almost feel guilty for it. You don't have to feel guilty for that. You give so much and you do mm-hmm. a lot. Um, it's okay to say no and to take things easy.
2: Well, thank you.
0: Well. Um, my pleasure and yeah yeah, black friday it's it's always better than turkey day anyway (laughs) yeah
2: black friday for sure thank
0: you for checking in all right you got this have a happy thanksgiving yep
2: well i will i plan on spending it with denny and her family and it's gonna be it's gonna be nice it's gonna be low-key but our governor has pretty much shot my window painting and my everything to crap so Darn it. the the whole the whole thing kind of fizzled out but i'll have to call you guys and and explain it to you later we're com- we're just about completely shut down again
0: so. oh my goodness okay yeah, yeah we'll talk about it let's do it we still got plans this week so okay let's okay. do it
2: all right love you guys love
0: you, you too, too. But that's one of the hard things. I think people think that they're almost responsible for, for other people's emotions. And it's it's like, you know, you're, you've still got to be able to make your own decisions uh, out of necessity, not out of guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: and you're never going to make everyone happy. So have yeah. you noticed? Holy <laughs> crap. Have you noticed that? So you have to be okay that other people won't be okay at times. Yeah. Because again, you're the most important but for most of us who are these like
0: like emotional beings we want to make everyone feel good yeah um did that story sound a little familiar selena yes and i wonder I why
3: a... <laughs> and i have a new a new one to add to it
0: a new, wow. a new situation well welcome to one-on-one on one. what can we do for you this evening
3: Hey, I wasn't even going to talk about that, but since she did, Mm -hmm. it like brought PTSD up for me. But (laughs) um, so we decided we would try again. We went to a joint birthday party, November third, November twelfth, in Vernal, and my ex was there. His new his new wife wasn't, but. Warden and I walk in. Um, Braden, who is Miranda's boyfriend, her, his family was there. It was just like grandparents. It was super small because of COVID. But anyway, yeah. we walk in the door and he says, Oh, I've been saving the love seat for you guys. And I was like, what the is this <laughs> her yeah. ex?
0: Your ex said At that to first, you?
3: My ex said this. And so then he said, I think I have like, I have no poker face, as you've not, have you probably noticed? I've, I've noticed that about face. you. Yeah. So I was just like, I want to just kick you with my metal leg right now. <laughs> yeah. And so
0: Justified. Because
3: neither one of us reacted. He said, Oh, so are you not in love anymore?
1: He kept it going, pushing, huh?
3: And he said oh, that, gosh. and everyone's and he's laughing, but he is the only one in the room laughing. Yeah,
0: it's a very socially awkward thing to say and to do, you know. And yeah, the and jokes on him. Like he
3: was funny, and he was the only one laughing, which gave me comfort. But I yeah. literally had to walk outside for a minute because I'm like, I'm not going to ruin her birthday party but i made a decision right then and there that we will have separate ones i will not i will not put myself or warren through that again
0: yeah yeah it, you know it, what's interesting about that is you know knowing you and knowing warren i'm sure you both were like dude how old are you guy like that's weird exactly. right like yeah
3: who says oh, that
0: man. yeah very socially to, like, awkward people do
3: And I don't know if I shared with you what he said when he came to my house the one time, Mm -mm. Um, well, he brought some tapes for that. He had to record for me for part of the divorce of the kids videos. And so Mm -hmm. we were just nice and we gave him a tour and I'm sorry this to share this. is a little bit TMI, but we, so we were giving him a tour. We, we get up to our bedroom and show him that. And he's like, Oh, so that, and Hadley was right behind me and she was probably, you know, seven years old. He said, oh, so this is where all the action is, huh?
0: Good grief. Yeah, yeah see, people that immature. do that, yeah, that <laughs> immature behaviors, they do that and when he- they're very uncomfortable. And and it's interesting that that's the, that's the path that he takes when it's like, dude, you don't, who are you performing for here, man, yourself? Exactly. Because- yeah, yeah.
3: he did that to me the whole time we were married whenever we had a family function or there was a group of people that he had an audience he would say the most inappropriate bizarre things to get a laugh about yeah. me
0: and, you become the butt of every joke and and kind of and the one that's personal. Marked in Just cheap shots
3: like yeah. way way personal stuff and things that like Made everybody else uncomfortable. Yeah, but he still did it. And yeah. when I don't know, I'm when you when you are the only one that's laughing at your joke. When I'm like, yeah. what? what part, hello. Well, sadly, <laughs>
1: most people that are like that are oblivious, oblivious, oblivious to the fact that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's inappropriate. That no one is else is laughing. That it shouldn't have been said.
0: But yeah. again, I they think don't get speaks, the social cues. I think it speaks volumes that he oh, was there it, alone, you know,
3: absolutely.
0: There's a yeah. reason for that. And, you know, it's the same thing with Marissa and I, it's, it's awesome. People always ask, you know, how do you guys work together so well? And I think that we're kind of a power couple and I'm like, well, because we're best friends. I oh, know. Why wouldn't you, mm-hmm. if you're in that kind of relationship, I can understand why you'd want to put as much distance as possible. And so unfortunately, you know, he'll never understand what that feels like to have someone that's equally yoked and it's just, it won't work no no
3: I'm I'm sure sure you and
0: Warren were just like really man like that's that's just weird (laughs) like
3: yeah both of us we just like
0: looked at each other
3: for about five minutes and was like what did we do and he could tell I was like smoke coming out of my ears and so I said I'll be back and it was a good thing I went outside and then it was okay I'm like you know what what a jackass he's the one that just made an ass of himself so yeah
0: yeah and even if he doesn't realize it it's just another yeah, like a, a, another exactly. drop in the barrel of like yeah that guy can't be trusted so Bro, next time on, my yeah. daughter
3: yeah i'm gonna be like my boundaries are gonna be set i'm gonna be like no i'm sorry because you know your dad does not ten- he's not gonna stop obviously and yeah. so we you know i'm not subjecting me and more into that we'll do separate things you do but, not have
0: to mm-hmm.
3: right So, but the main reason, (laughs) that was so good that Donnell brought that up because I'm like, well, she's not
0: alone, is she?
3: No, Mm -hmm. no. And it's, but so my niece is like doing great. She's like 25 days sober so far. So it's, this is really awesome, but this is frustrating for me because, so I have an aunt that I called and kind of vented to during the hardest time while and, she was and here. And just
0: so the listeners know your 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 niece came and detoxed and oh. kind of went through the whole the whole rigmarole with you withdrawal at your house at your house yes, and days, you yes. you guys kind of in essence allowed her to detox at your house so just so the we listeners did. know yeah the so rock, it was rocky a very,
3: road yeah super mm-hmm. spiritual but super hard experience and very stressful anyway so um my aunt does this with me all the time. And I just wanted some advice on how to, how to talk back to her because mm-hmm. um, I'd love her dearly, but I called her in the middle of the worst of it. And I was just so frustrated a little bit and like, can I vent to you? Cause I didn't want to call my sister. My sister's already, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of a rope. So, mm-hmm. um, she says she always brings it back to me and my addiction. And she's like, we had some of the same very, very horrible experiences with you and we didn't, you know, we didn't give up on you, we blah, 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 and I wasn't saying I was going to give up on her, I just needed someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that weird or is it just me?
0: Yeah, no, it, it is because, again, she's trying to lump sum you into that same that same paradigm. Um, I, I don't think you went and detoxed at her house, did you?
3: Absolutely not. Okay,
0: no. so it, it, it's apples and oranges. You can't compare the two, um, but she doesn't get it. She doesn't see it. She thinks addictions, addictions, an addicts, an addict, and everyone's an addict, always an addict. And so she doesn't get it. Um, you were Good trying to one. extend that olive branch to her and say, I want you to take a a window into this, but see, Selena, you're, that's why you're the one person she chose to go through this with Mm -hmm. is because you've done it yourself. And so you knew. So when you're talking to people about this experience that have zero context, they're going to go to what they know. And that's, well, yeah, you you should have seen you when you were an addict, you were horrible. And you're like, what? (laughs) It's not even the same thing. Um, Uh, So she missed an opportunity to learn from you. She really missed it.
3: I'm kind of like, well, thanks for the comfort that I really needed right now. Just she and she's done that to me so many times. So yeah, I don't think she gets it. I think she's an addict's an addict. And I'm like, that's been four years ago. Come on now. Let's exactly. Yeah. See? I just get so angry. I got so angry, like, can you not let it go? Because I have to not hate myself. And every time you do this to me. It brings it all back that, yeah, I did do some horrible things, but.
1: I think a lot of family members don't look at it that way. They don't get it. Um, They don't get it. It's
0: too too big of a subject. Um, You've you've lived it. You've experienced it. You're teaching it. Um, It's who you are now. And that's why I think, thank heavens, someone in your family had gone through it so that now you can give that gift to other people, you know, and. mm That's also why I was very pleased to hear you and Marissa conversing from time to time when you reached out to me on a few occasions, because you're going to people that that understand it and mm-hmm. give you good feedback. I loved hearing what you and Marissa were talking about 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 you know, medications or about longevity oh, I- and all this stuff. Because I'm like, good for you, Selena. You're 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 doing and asking the right questions.
3: Well, and I had to go to the people like I felt comfortable with that were not going to like. Turn it back on my when I was in my addiction. I it's not what I need here. That's
0: yeah, no. But I think you're also finding that more and more people are less emotionally available these days, and you know, like you said, I just want to call and vent. That meant, I just want you to listen, no feedback, just listen, but they can't. There are a lot of people that are emotionally disconnected right now because of everything that's been going on and they're just like, I don't get it. And so they
1: feel like that's the good time to get in their past hurt from your addiction. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I I think some of them, yeah, I think some of them realize that it's painful and they want to stab back at you, mm-hmm. but I think other people don't even, it doesn't even don't phase register. them. It doesn't even register that that could be really painful looking back.
3: Yeah. And I don't think she tries to hurt me, but it really does because it's almost like, like stabbing a knife in like, you know, yeah. Oh, so I'm bringing up everything you did. And yeah. it, particular aunt and I'm like why do I keep calling her that's what, another dumb thing I'm like I need yep. to call something else but just mm-hmm. real quick I know we're running out of time but how would you respond to her what should I say if I ever have that kind of conversation with her again and it turns to me when it's not me I'm asking help for
0: yeah, you know, I would just turn it back on to her. And it's like, wow, is that really what you thought? Is that really what you saw? Is that really what you experienced? You know, because I see it a whole different way. Let me show you how I experienced it. Um, and if she doesn't let you, you know, talk. let you talk, then you say, well, it's been good talking to you. We'll talk to you later. And you just end the conversation. Like, you know, you don't want to get into that, that spite talk, fight talk, reactive listening stuff, because then, you know, they, they, they lose track. But, like, my thing is, and this used to drive Marissa kind of nuts, is even when I knew a lot about a subject or a topic when I was talking to certain, you know, members of family or whatnot, um, and they'd be telling me kind of, like, stuff that I already know and knew more about, I'd be like, yeah, you know what, I can see why you think that. And Marissa say, why do you let them keep going? And I'm like, because really, I'm um, let them let them have their moment. I don't need to. A lot yeah, of people anyway. well, just want to tell you what I know. A lot like, of you know, people just
1: want to be heard yeah. too. And, and sometimes if if that's the situation, it's like, was that really I can see, you know, when I was in my addiction, I can see that being really painful for you. Yeah. you so know there's I'm,
0: been so many times. I'm I'm, a, I'm
1: sorry on that. But yeah it's really painful for me to be reminded of how I was because I'm so different than that. There's
0: been so many times we've had athletes and stuff that have really been upset with me for, for various reasons. And and some of them have been kind of like, wow, like that's, I didn't know I could even offend someone that, that, that heavy, not even knowing being able to offend somebody that you don't even know, know how you did it. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times it's just like, you know, I can sit here and get up on a, on a, on a pedestal or a, a soapbox and preach to them how wrong they are. Or I can say, you know what, if that's how you felt, and that's how you saw it. I'm sorry. Even though that I know I have zero stock in it, but like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, it's not worth me arguing with you. I'd rather have the relationship than an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's times when I'm just like, I roll with it. And sometimes, sometimes it's a misunderstanding sometimes it's something way out of the you know out of the atmosphere but what i like to do is just say wow if that's how you saw that i apologize that's mm-hmm. you know it's very interesting True. but that comes with a lot of self-esteem and self-worth that i have not feeling like everything i touch turns to poop and so you know it takes a lot of courage too but yeah, I would roll with it if it ever happens again. I'd be like, Wow, is that really how you saw it? Because this is how I experienced it. That's interesting that you you, you felt that. <laughs> you know, and just kind of like let them teach you at the same time, you shut them up.
3: <laughs> well, and I don't know, like it's other other people that have had addictions. It's having people bring up the the good or the bad and the ugly about it, like yeah. you're after year after you'll year, you'll never
1: forget that that was my the old me, yeah,
3: right. And it's like, I just get so frustrated because it's like, can you not just let it go? Look where I'm at now, just mm-hmm. you know. And I just wanted to come yeah. at her and say, Will you please stop doing that? It really hurts, it really like makes me feel like crap but anyway
1: I think if you're if you're in a really you feel like you can say that I think you should yeah
0: absolutely I
1: think a lot of times like I said people don't recognize that it's painful some people do and it's really spiteful and they're just trying to stab back at you and get their stab (laughs) and you'd know by saying that you know and if that's the way it is then you (laughs) help back away because obviously that's not going to be healthy for a while but if they can hear you yeah, and if they can really hear how you it's making you feel, then Selena, hopefully see, you can
0: start healing I'm glad you said that because at the end of the day, they are the ones without. And I think we got to really maybe drill down on that. If, if they choose not to get to know your heart, then they're without. Because the one thing I've known about you is that your heart is the size of Texas Plus. I mean, it is huge. <laughs> and for mm-hmm. the people that don't get to see that because all they see is the bad, they are missing out on a woman that would give, you know, like- the ends of the earth to someone if if she felt it would bring them joy, and so mm-hmm. it sucks. It's weird hearing this stuff happen to you, because that is not the person who I've ever seen you as. I've seen you as a yeah. person that is willing to give when you have nothing else to give, and it's like people, the, the amount of love and respect you could get from Selena if you just shut your mouth and like accepted her love. Holy cow, it's I mean it's off the charts. So. <laughs> You know
3: you're so sweet i love you. no guys. i'm
0: dead serious i wouldn't say that if i didn't believe it am i right i agreed i mean yeah yeah selena let me
3: just say one thing real quick too because in defense of myself like i knew i know how bad i was in my addiction mm-hmm. and i was still trying i she acted you know real quick i'm go i'm dragging this on but you're you know fine. like like i was a, a very mean spiteful blah 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 and i wasn't to no. be honest I crossed my heart. I mm-hmm. ever that way. That. Yeah. And so for her to say that, just really like anyway.
0: You bring up a good point. And the reason why you bring up a good point is because I'm working with another another gal who's who's had the same kind of issue where the family sees the addiction, the alcohol consumption as the world's worst sin. And they mm-hmm. can't distinguish that from the person who's using it as a coping mechanism to cope with a very dysfunctional marriage, uh, a home life that's been yeah. a wreck, emotional childhood abuse, trauma. childhood trauma. Oh, oh. And they're seeing that because you're drinking alcohol, you're a horrible person. And I'm like, you guys, that alcohol saved her life. And if she didn't have that to go to, she probably would have killed herself. And so when may- people don't get it, they're, they're looking at you know the mechanism, the addiction as – the sin and the sinner to got together it's like you guys are missing the whole picture Mm -hmm. and so i i believe that i believe that about you and hearing what you came from and a a very intense marriage that was the way it was as you described i understand why you had to feel like you needed to check out and so there's a lot of context to this that they'll never get and don't cast your pearls before swine that won't get it yeah
3: right right good on you
0: selena Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. You do more for this team than I think anyone really realizes. So thank you so much.
3: <laughs> well, I love, I love it. It's my erase and replace. For
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. You You're doing a lot of replacing. It's team. awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: You two are two great people. So thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. All We're
0: right. here. Thank Bye. you. I think that uh, before we, we sign off, we're going to want to thank some of these amazing Patreon sponsors as well, Marissa. Yeah. Um, Patreon subscribers. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed that last, uh, that last bonus. bonus episode. It was, it was pretty good. And um, again, I love doing the bonus episodes because I get to drill down uh, on stuff that's really personal to me. Um, and as you've seen the logo for uh, your Patreon sweater and T-shirt for those that have qualified, Marissa will be reaching out to you to get your sizes so that we can get those drop shipped right to you. We're so, sorry it's taken so long. We wanted it to be good, though. It's our very yeah. first Patreon, you know, experience. We wanted to really, you know, not just throw something together on, like, uh, clip art. I mean, yeah. We wanted And to it's really still it going to take a
1: minute because... We need to clarify on the colors because I want it to be gold. If you saw the logo, because you guys guys are are our champions. You guys are the champions that keep this podcast going, that keep us going. And that's why I want it to be gold. And And so we're trying to make sure that that it's metallic. And a lot of
0: people that want this. And so listen, um, this is a, this is a hoodie and sweatshirt that will only go and only be given to our Patreon subscribers who have qualified for, for it. And yeah, so some if shirt, you some want sweatshirt. to become a Patreon subscriber, it's super easy. Yep. It's dot uh, patreon.com backslash addict to athlete. So addict T O athlete, and you can pick a tier that works best for you.
1: Yep, we've added a $2 tier um, mm-hmm. that just gives all the bonus episodes just yeah so so t- you, you feel like okay i do get i'm i benefit from these podcasts i want to be able to help and i want to give back two, du- two bucks a month and you can get all the bonus episodes too and just help us get a little bit further
0: yep and uh taking a page down of radio ronin uh we'll probably do a, a you know a lot more bonus episodes coming through the uh the holidays and stuff. i got a lot of topics I want to touch base with you guys on. So $2 a month gets you all access to all the bonus materials. Yep. The tiers beyond that start qualifying you for, for some for of the swag. Merchandises, swag, um, extra perks and whatnot. So who do we have to thank this go uh, All right. We have a
1: couple new ones. Um, we have the fan, Jed Jensen. Jed Jensen. Welcome coach. Utah coach. Thank you, Jed. Um, super fans, Chris Williams, Brett Frew, the Fosters, Carolyn Harris, Holly Davies, and Tara Butson just joined us. So, coach Tara out Tara, there
0: in Colorado. Thank, thank you, coach. Thank you for thank joining you, everyone.
1: Um, the next are the rookie subscribers, and that's Josh Hansen, Gary Thurston, Kenny Roseman, Earl Dyer, Joe Jackson, and Michelle Hansen.
0: Yes, thank you guys thank so much. You. We've been getting to hang out with uh, with one of our super fans out here, mm-hmm. uh, old Gary Thurston, Marissa's dad, my father-in-law, amazing man. I'm trying to talk him into doing a podcast with yeah, us. I think we'll get. It. I think I'm going to get him. That's going to be a hard one for me because I love this man, but he's He'll just be recovering good. from some open heart surgery. Yeah, and, and uh, get the privilege
1: of taking care of him. to hang out with
0: him. Yeah, so good there. Yeah
1: and the pro level selena armitage thank you selena thank you
0: selena Good like i, I said talk to you today heart the size of texas thank you so much selena
1: and our champion level our champions, Shad and Freya Robison.
0: Team Robison, thank you guys so much. Um, you both get your your own hoodies too, by the way. We're not just going to make you, know, you guys fight over that. So you'll get both of them. But athletes, uh, patreon.com, I want to thank all of you for participating today. Thank you for the topics today. Great questions. Reach out to us. Um, I have my own uh, you know therapy and coaching practice. So if you feel like you need some additional help, reach out. We can get you scheduled on to some individual therapy. Um, Email counseling.
1: me, Marissa, Marissa at addict to athlete.org. And I can give you the scheduling link and you can
0: get scheduled to get you going, get some
1: coaching with blue.
0: And then, uh, of course, Radio Ronan. Thank you, uh, Radio Ronan. And uh, Josh Hansen, he's the man behind all of our logos and stuff right yeah. now. So thank you for all that, Josh.
1: And he's working on some others. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes open. Oh, my gosh. There's so really, some surprises in really, really
0: good gear. We'll give you a hint with the extracurricular recovery. Yeah, would be great. So thanks, Radio Ronan, Chugga, Joshua Spence, and, of course, the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Chandler. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, athletes, have a great Thanksgiving holiday. We'll, we'll we'll touch base with you on Sunday with one on one with with uh, not one on one that's a minor league with Savannah. Yes. And uh, until then, go we'll turn that mess into a very, very powerful message. Athletes Coach Blue Robinson here. I wanted to personally thank each of you for downloading, sharing, subscribing, and leaving us reviews for all of our podcasts and our YouTube videos. We'd like to extend the offer to you to join and become a member of the Patreon family. By becoming a Patreon subscriber, you're able to help Addict Athlete as we move this team across the country and hopefully the world. The donations that you offer help increase our outreach and allow us a bigger platform to help expand our message to all those who are affected with drugs and alcohol. Team Addict Athlete has established five tiers of support, starting with the fan at $5 a month, the super fan at $10 a month, the rookie level at $25 a month, the pro level at $50 a month, and the championship level donor at $100 per month. Each tier has its specific perks that you're able to choose from, starting with bonus content, leading all the way up to advertising opportunities, and so on. By being a Patreon subscriber, you are qualified for all of our bonus content, exclusive deals, exclusive merchandise, and much more. It's super easy to become a Patreon subscriber and to donate to Team Added to Athletes so that we can continue to reach out and do more. We'd love for you to jump on our Patreon page and you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash addict T-O, athlete, all one word. And there you'll find the five tiers that I've just mentioned and be able to choose which one works best for you and your family. We look forward to continue to grow our podcast as we've done and create a better, more healthier, sober life for all who we love.